0: Mm-hmm. LL Nation. What's goody? What is goody? What is this? Christmas, I mean, uh, eve, the eve of Christmas Eve? Something like it. <laughs> right here, LL Nation, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Today, we're going to give you the slant, right? We're going to talk about Marcus Freeman's press conference. We're going to talk about transfers from Notre Dame, transfers from Oklahoma State. They had two players enter the portal yesterday. We're going to talk about Mike Gundy and what he's been saying about Notre Dame. And then we'll get into some other breakdowns. You guys have been really, 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 really sweating us about one particular 2023 quarterback. We're going to have an in show session, quick in show session about that particular quarterback today. Of course, Petty Train. I can tease the Petty Train because my guy. Overtime Malik tweeted out something yesterday, and I was going to stay quiet, man. You know, once I let it go, once I let it go, I let it go. My my wife really had to, you know, she had to calm me down. No,
1: I feel you. It's one of those things.
0: She had to calm me down, and uh I saw your tweet yesterday, and it came back up in me, and I was like, yo, I got to put this on the petty train.
1: It's a different type of hurt and a pain because you got to be a different type of grimy to steal a man DoorDash. That's Dude, it's it like was, right, it's like right above snitching, right outside of murder. You know, <laughs> it's stealing your man, your man DoorDash. It's
0: crazy. I, I couldn't believe it, man. And then you know, DoorDash hook they they took care of me. They, they took take
1: care of me. you, but it, it, but he's it's, the guy that the person that stole it was taken care of more,
0: man. You know? You know, I felt that's, like that's the problem. I felt like I fed a family. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, he probably had dinner and lunch. I mean, I know the guy. The fact that he got a chance to taste my palate, he <laughs> wasn't even he wasn't even thinking about that food. You know what I'm saying? Now he now he know what real good food tastes like. He yeah. probably got the right restaurant, everything.
0: Yeah.
1: So what a real calling, Deviant Daniel, Daniel the degenerate. You know, wouldn't answer my phone calls. So he got him. He got to make the petty train.
0: So once as always, we're brought to you and featuring Anora Whiskey. Go to anorawhiske.com. That premium American Whiskey, AnoraWhiske.com. And don't forget tomorrow's ticket giveaway for the Fiesta Bowl. If you go to anorawhiske.com and purchase, make a purchase, go ahead and take a picture of that and tag us in that picture on social media on Twitter or Instagram. And you'll be entered into the drawing win tickets to the fiesta bowl to go see the iris knock off the cowboys bang on those dudes
1: bang you know
0: on them? Man. the them ropes to lasso them
1: yeah they called the cow yeah, what's our what's our theme we had to rope up the cowboys rope them up rope them
0: up so marcus freeman talked yesterday and uh it's, it's some interesting things he got into But the first thing he talked about was just the adjustment of being the head coach, right? And I think Notre Dame and the fan base, we're so excited that he's the head coach that we don't understand that there is a transition. And in that transition, we have to be a little open. And he's very transparent. Like, he's one of the most transparent coaches, of course, in his first year. I think as he goes along, he'll realize, like, man, I'm giving I don't up
1: too much info. I'm
0: giving up too much info. And, you know, he'll start to give a little bit more coach speak, per se. But, you know, just the things he was talking about, he did talk about the hiring of staff and the continuity of the staff and saying whomever comes in has to be able to get along with the current staff. I know a lot of people <clears throat> are worried about Dale Alexander and the situation there as i told you yesterday the offensive line coach situation uh don't worry about that anymore that situation is 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 going to be taken care of and notre dame fans you you more than likely will be very happy i'll, I'll leave it at that dale alexander is from what i've been told and from what i've conveyed on these shows uh during the bowl prep is that he's being evaluated during practice and he's being evaluated and how he's communicating with the class of 2023 at that position. So that's Carnell Tate, as Malik Elsey, um Peyton Boeing, who plays both ways. So, you know, that evaluation is going to be left up to Marcus Freeman, and he's going to have to make a tough decision. I'm also hearing that there will be more coaches than previously on the staff, which means, and Malik can attest to this. And I'm not saying this is the case. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't think there will be a head. I don't think there will be a hire at quarterback <laughs> coach or for quarterback coach. But that's just the type of hire that's going to be happening. All right. You have Mike Elko, not Mike Elko, but um, Mike Elson. <laughs> yep. That works with the defensive line. And. You might have somebody per se that comes in that is specifically the interior, or the team. Team coach or the DT coach, something like that. So the staff will be bigger and greater than it's previously been. More attention given to certain positions and more coaching. Marcus Freeman stressed that. He said, I'm all about coaching and getting these players ready to play in this program. And when you hear that, as a fan, you should be excited because that's something that you can take or each coach can put in their back pocket when they're on the road recruiting, saying we're all about getting you on the field and getting you ready to play.
1: Yeah, and that's important too, especially when you talked about Dale Alexander's uh, evaluation during this period, which is what we talked about. With the current status of how we're recruiting players as athletes yeah. that can play multiple positions, you're going to have to coach. Your, your coaching skills are going to be on full display because you're grabbing guys, you're putting guys in different positions that you may need and use. Yeah. So you're going to have to really work on a technique that can be uh transferable when guys are going to, through different places and also helping them understand what's going on and that crossover pattern as well. But I also think this ties to Tommy. There's, you can't tell me that the receiver coach is being evaluated, not the O.C., because you would think that they would be talking together on recruiting. They would be talking together on game plan. Tommy should be demanding more of what he wants out of the receivers to be ready for the offense. So there's there's definitely has to, the, the Dell Alexander issue stems past and further than just Dell Alexander. It involves the whole offense. So Tommy has to have a great 15 practices of uh, being specific on what he's looking for from that group. So Dell Alexander can help himself in in that evaluation process. Uh, getting to adding more coaches on the staff, I think that's great, especially for a first year guy trying to get his roots into the head coaching game. Yeah, which he is, like you said, has been transparent about the adjustment to it. Having additional coaches as analysts, as specialists, as uh, specific to detail or things that you were previously coaching as a head coach with Marcus Freeman maybe you have a linebackers coach maybe these are things that are are needed in that transition process that a lot of coaches don't take those steps of because they're overwhelmed and they're just like you know I want to do it all yeah. Marcus Freeman has the the openness in that that new millennium field where he believes in team first. And and having a great program involves having everybody on the same page, and that means everybody has to be evaluated. So, from coaches to players, I think, as a recruiting standpoint, the development and the re- accountability is is a is a step in the right direction that we haven't had in a in a twelve year uh, process. You know, we've had a lot of great things, but accountability and um, and personal player development from coaches and players is something that's refreshing and, and the ingredients to having that successful season out of a transition year
0: absolutely and it goes to what he's trying to build as far as relationships you spoke about the linebacker back, coach there's been rumors james laurenitis uh middle linebacker for ohio state good friend of marcus freeman played with marcus freeman for four years at ohio state just for some reason was at practice the other day and took a picture hanging out and just put it on social media. And, and, you know, now people are like, yo, is this dude interested in being a coach? But that just goes to what we're saying. Like the coaching staff is going to be expanded. Marcus Freeman has a lot of relationships and connections to a lot of smart guys that know the game of football. And he's using every bit of that information to make himself better and to make the staff better and to make the program better. To go a step further, two days ago, uh, they're going at the number seven offensive tackle in the nation, Luke Montgomery, out of Finley, uh, Finley Ohio. And not only did uh, Luke Montgomery come to practice and come to campus, he brought his entire coach, coaching staff, and high school teammates. They just brought their entire team and let them watch practice. You know how that go? Uh, how far that goes with the coach? Yeah. You know, yeah. for another coach to come in and for you to give him an opportunity to watch practice, that goes a long way in recruiting.
1: You yeah, know, and I, and, and, and building and that's, relationships. That's crazy.
0: That's crazy. So Marcus Freeman is, man, full steam ahead on building relationships and establishing a new culture at Notre Dame that hopefully is going to have an impact on the recruiting class of 2023 and moving forward.
1: And if you think about it, this is kind of like, you know, your big brother coming to visit you at school and he's bringing all his homies by to be like, look at him. i little, because if you had to think about it, Marcus Freeman is still in that age where he's damn near coming off playing. So he has a bunch of fresh relationships, a bunch of his homeboys that he used to play with as as an excited form that wants to come by and mm-hmm. check out the spot. It's very, it's very new. It's very fresh. Like you think of a guy like Mike Van Gundy, uh, <laughs> he doesn't have ho- young homeboys coming by practices and and stopping by just to say hey he's not thinking of the of the of the the fresh the freshness of what recruiting can bring bringing a whole team just because of your guys being recruited. i mean that's stuff that as a player you would think about you are like, yeah that'd probably be a good idea if you just bring the whole squad up and just establishing those relationships at a at a at a perfect point to where you gotta guy that's just old enough but just young enough to bring both sides in. I think you're getting a, a amount, a massive amount of experience having more guys on staff. Yeah. Mixed with the the feeling that it's like now we're in a position where we get to do all the things our parents didn't let us do. That's what it mm-hmm. really feels like. Yeah. As a culture at Notre Dame. And so we're doing all the fresh stuff that we used to look outside the window. And see our friends doing because we was on punishment. You know what I mean? Now we get to join in, and it's refreshing. It's making Notre Dame seem younger <laughs> and less. I'm not gonna say less traditional, but more urban, more fresh, yeah, more uh, more exciting. So, all good things coming down the line.
0: So, one of the things that several players have talked about in their interviews this week, and we've talked about it, the change in the culture, and they always talk about the competitive nature that did not exist that exists now in practice and just in the building when you walk around that has been created by Marcus Freeman. He was asked about that and he spoke about that in his press conference on yesterday. I,
2: they're competitors. So one thing I've developed in my mind, you know, as a player and as a coach is when you put the ball down, they they just want to play like you. there's structured things you have to do, right? You have to have individual, you have to teach the fundamentals, you have to have kicking game, but the kids want to play they're just like basketball nobody likes to do loves the, the fundamental lines and layup lines, but they want to play five on five everybody wants to scrimmage and so how can I find as many opportunities to do that different situations where you put the ball down and you say, go play you know and so that's something we've done. I think they love it because they're competitors now I mean we got more coaches complaining about where I spot the ball and hey is it a first down it's a sack and I mean, that's the part I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? But the players love it. They love it. The coaches love it. They're all competitors. And that's that's the beauty of a team, man. And we're all competitors. But at the end of the day, we walk out of this building, we're all together. And so it's been a lot of fun for them. And hopefully, it's, been, it's hopefully been a lot of fun for them, but it's been a lot of fun for me too. Merry Christmas. Thank you, you too. Thanks, Kevin. Yo,
0: that's all we've been saying. We talked about this yesterday, right? And we yeah, get the strategy awesome. of, like, we go to the park. With our guys, we just want to play. We just want to play. That's
1: all. And that's the that's the missing piece, you know, in building a fun culture that's not only developing the guys, but is giving the guys what they want. You know, give the people what they want. I remember practicing every practice. I just wanted to scrimmage. I always felt like all the stuff we did outside of scrimmage and in practice was unnecessary uh, from a player's perspective. But hearing that from a coach where he's just like, I'm going to put the ball down. We're gonna get these little reps in. Thanks. And 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 you can you can feel the intensity of the game when we're arguing about stupid calls like 21. Like that was a foul, that wasn't a foul. Y'all argue about 15 minutes. But in that, in the midst of that, it's the competition that's building, it's that camaraderie that's building. Like you said, y'all walk off the field, y'all all on the same team. So that's what comes full circle because now I feel like the other team's in trouble because you know, we're going into it coming off of just arguing the call amongst each other. Right. And so you getting all that backlash of all right, well, we're gonna make it right this time. We, we, we understand each other. You know, a lot of it too is is getting a feel for the guys around you. You know, you talk about watching the Lakers play and, and LeBron always talk about the team chemistry. They got to play together. They got to play together. That's the same thing with with college football. In practice, you gotta learn, you know, quarterbacks, receivers, you know, you got to learn what receivers do in live situations as a DB, uh, real checks, real live checks as a quarterback for what they see in in live play, because you can't imitate that type of stuff. So the closer you can get to scrimmaging and situational football, which we were bad at for many years, situational football, to work on that specifically and that be a focus. I mean, you're just talking about overnight, you know, overnight changing the program and for the kids to all be behind it in in a, in a way like this where we're not seeing a bunch of transfers. You know, we seeing guys wanting to come back. <laughs> you're probably calling right. to come back. And that's rare. You know, Alabama don't have guys doing that. So that's something that I, I, we like to see moving forward.
0: Yo, it's like Zoe Saldana and Colombiana, right, with her bull Mastis? Man, yeah. put, the meat, put the meat down. Take a step back and tell them to eat.
1: Let it go. Oh, yeah. I
0: that's feel right. like that's what the practice has been like. Put the football down. It Doesn't matter where you put it on the field. Let them line up. Blow the whistle and say eat.
1: Because you know what that that builds guys that aren't afraid to get dirty. That builds guys that's not afraid to push past that that fourth quarter that overtime. Yeah. Because when you got things too structured, you so used to being structured so you're not prepared for when things don't go right. And when you're scrimmaging like this, you get all types of, of, of a variety of different things that come up that you don't prepare for. And I think the more that this team can stay on their toes with that style of practice, with the energy and with that competition thriving at practice, you can't tell me we're not one or two games better than what we've been putting out each season before. And that's an undefeated season with a championship.
0: Facts lucky lefty podcast i'm sean davis at sd2 mics if you're just joining us malik zaire the original lucky lefty himself at overtime malik we're discussing marcus freeman's press conference we were just talking about the competitive nature that he's established and how he's building relationships allowing high schools and high uh, high school teams to come in mass along with their coaching staff and connection with guys that they're targeting in the 2023 class which is which is different. Um, maybe teams do that during bowl prep. I've never heard of it, but, you know, I think it's it's new, it's fresh at Notre Dame, and I applaud them for it. And we have a special in-game session for one of those 2023 uh, targets coming up in a few minutes. But let's talk about some of the things that Marcus Freeman continued to talk about. Uh, He was asked about Tyler Buckner, and uh, he spoke glowingly about Notre Dame's version
2: of TV12. You know, I, I can't wait to grow in his head coach position and spend more time with Tommy and learn more of the, the the things that he's teaching the quarterbacks and hearing those things. What I see is a dude that can throw the ball. That dude, he can. He has a great release, and he. Can put the ball in places that I haven't seen many people do, and then obviously we know he can um, escape. Right, he has the ability to extend plays with his legs. But you just watch—you watch a freshman just grow the decision making. That's the most part, right? I listen for that when I hear Tommy talking to Tyler, or Tommy talking to any of the quarterbacks. I just listen for, hey, is—is it? Is it physical thing or is it a a decision-making thing you know and so you just want to continue to see that growth in the decision making but he's he's a talent he's a real talent he's making
0: throws in practice we've been hearing that from from other people that have been around the practice Marcus Freeman has said it I'm, I'm wondering where it's been all year <laughs> if that's the fact it makes you want to see him in the fiesta bowl but it gives more excited about spring ball and then fall camp going into 2022 and uh, the first game at Ohio State.
1: Well, I've been telling you that he could throw. I've been telling everybody on this podcast since the beginning that he could throw. But the way that he was being played and structured out there, you can never tell. You know, it's impossible in the game from experience to run three back-to-back quarterback design runs and then sit back there on third down and eight and try to pick apart a defense throwing the football. It just doesn't happen, doesn't work. And that's showing you a main example of why we talked about Notre Dame not developing their talent right. You got a guy like Tyler Buckner that can throw the ball, but he's getting hamstring injuries in the middle of the season as a backup. So total misuse of his talents. And for them to be displayed in practice, now it's about the crossover to the game. Yeah, if he's making throws you haven't seen many people make, then I don't want to see a bunch of read options on passable downs. Or even like if he could throw that well, give him basic stuff. Give him basic slant, basic out, basic go ball. But that's where the the dysfunction or the disconnection between OC and the quarterback or the offensive identity in the quarterback. You call them plays, that's not your quarterback's style of play. It doesn't make sense. And it gets back to my point also that I believe Tyler can throw better than Jack. But you could never tell at any point during the season that was the case because you would never see those type of calls for Tyler Mm -hmm. like you would see Jack. So this is just another hitch in the belt to where this is the opportunity for Marcus Freeman to step in and be like, hey, the kid got talent, play the talent, let the talent thrive with things around him that can help him be successful.
0: And I think that's what you always talked about uh, in speaking about Tyler Buckner and wanting to see him get more of an opportunity rather than just that RPO package, taking advantage of his legs. You've seen him out there in California. You've seen him in competition with you being out there. You know the gamer that he is. And see, this is a lot of people... Might look at Tyler Butler and feel like, yo, I need to see more. The one thing you don't need to see is the dude is a gamer. He's been a gamer his entire life. He was a game on the lacrosse field, he's a game on the football field. We can talk about how pretty somebody's ball is. There's been plenty of five star quarterbacks that threw the ball, had pretty balls, could throw the ball with a strong arm, and got to college and failed. They weren't and, I, and a
1: lot of that, and a lot of that comes from like when you don't have a rhythm with your offensive coordinator. He doesn't know what you really like. He doesn't yeah. he's not, not in tune anymore. with your skill set. Yeah. That's gonna make a five-star look like a two-star because you're gonna go in there, you don't like what's being called, you don't understand what's really going on. So you're not trusting your own technique of throwing the football. Anytime the ball looks really good coming out of somebody's hand. That's a confident throw. That means somebody knew what they was doing. They intended to put it where they're. When you're not confident in what you're doing or you don't like what you're doing or you don't believe it can work, your throws are going to show that in real life. So when you're throwing picks and you're like, where are you throwing it to? That's you not trusting yourself and trusting the offense. And we've seen when Tyler has gotten flustered or whatever that happens. And it doesn't look good. There's many other reasons than him just not being good. Now, if you take a guy like Jack home and he's out here just literally throwing it to the other team, then you can evaluate it and be like, he's not good as a player. Right. You know, we know you and Tommy see eye to eye. We know y'all like the same calls and y'all on the same page, but we know that there's a difference between Tommy's relationship with Jack on the field and Tommy's relationship with Tyler on the field that are different than him and
0: Jack. And I think you point to that, that points out the difference in where Notre Dame is trending from a development standpoint, which Notre Dame hasn't been good at, especially at the quarterback situation or that quarterback room last 12 years. But if this changes indeed, and we'll get to something else he said about development, which is very important yesterday in the press conference. Basically what you're saying is, and it goes back to the point we made previously. Put the ball out there and let them eat. Yeah. You as the coach, you watch.
1: Yeah, you. And are. you
0: identify the strengths and weaknesses. That's it. And then it. you build the offense around that. After That's how you, you do it. Them, yeah. After you watch them compete, don't be watching them them
1: do their bad habits and yeah. watch
0: them go out there and see what they,
1: you know, can potentially pop off with. Right. Then you start coaching. If you coach him before you even know what you got, it's like cooking. If you cooking before you even know your ingredients, you just start right. boiling some water, you know, you start adding salts and stuff to season the food, and you don't know what you're getting. It's just hard to hard to really put together a full meal. We've been cooking out the box for
0: twelve years, bro.
1: Yeah, that been we doing haven't, we haven't
0: cooked from scratch in a long time.
1: We've been craft mac and cheese for so long. For sure. And then that first time we went to our girlfriend's house and got that home cooked mac and cheese on Thanksgiving, we don't realize that mac and cheese didn't have to taste like that.
0: Yep,
1: it's still mac and cheese, but it's different between being fast food processed and when you put your foot in and you love on that stuff. You know what I mean? When you love on that cooking, you get a better result, and that's Chicken what we're doing. Time. Yeah, and Marcus Freeman is loving on them kids, and kids is loving it. He's doing what they was called for you know he ain't doing what's on the box recipe you be like okay I do add two cups boom, boom boom he's like man my grandmama told me to do a pinch of this and do this with your fingers you know what i mean that's right. that gets the real flavor out of it so that's just what you want to do as a as a coach that's coming in especially after like, you've been on a coach for so long the new coach come in put your hands around the team you know put your hands in the mud with those guys and you and you really feel that connection building and I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be something special in that game against
0: uh, Oklahoma State. Man, I see the thing about it, I see a lot of people in the chat saying yeah, I need to see more. He's throwing balls and look, but well, we, he was handcuffed. What well, Malik Malik has been telling you all year on this podcast that Brian Kelly is handcuffing this young man. Like, if you're gonna put him out there, let him play. Stop giving him three or four plays. And the defense knows when he comes on the field. Yeah, they
1: know it. And they just wait for it. Yeah, he's just a sitting duck. They're like, oh, he's going to either throw this go route or he's going to run around. I just got to keep following my guy. There's no – you're not giving the defense anything to be afraid of when they know you only got a couple plays on that.
0: That's it. You're (laughs) like, man, it's like the old Tecmo Bowl screen. Like, dude. Yeah. It's like three plays. And if I pick one – I'm shutting it down. Yeah,
1: process of elimination. That's it. You ain't even running out of this. I know I got to back up.
0: It's like it's third and 12, and you got like two runs and two passes. Yeah,
1: it's like he can only do this or this. You know, these guys go to college too now. They take them college courses. You know, they psychology one-on-one. They know how guys
0: are thinking generally.
1: So we're going to have to dig a little deeper into the bag to bring out Tyler's greatness.
0: Man. So let's go to what he talked about. This, this for me, I saved it for last because I thought this was the most important. He was asked about when Xavier Watts was actually moved from offense to defense and what took place with that process and what he was thinking when he decided to make the move with Xavier Watts as a defensive coordinator.
2: The thought of putting him at Rover first was, hey, he's going to have the ability to get on the field faster at Rover right, with Kyle at the field safety position. And at that time, it might have been DJ well, – somebody else was backing up Kyle. I can't remember who it was at that moment. But um, the, our thought process was say uh, Kyle Hamilton isn't coming off the field. He could play field safety. I've seen his abilities, but Kyle Hamilton isn't coming off the field. Let's put him in Rover and see if he can find a way maybe to play, you know, a little bit more – Um, playing time, have a little bit more playing time. But then during the bye week, we kind of moved him to safety. Um, This was before USC, right? And so um, then Kyle Hamilton goes down and we say, hey, we don't need to wait till next year to play him at safety. Like, we got to move him now. And he has some natural abilities, and he showed it in the Navy game. That's when I first noticed it, right, is his ability to get off blocks, his ability to make plays that I'm like – not everybody on our team can do that. Just I want people to understand, like, I don't care about scheme as much as that guy just beat that block and made that tackle. We don't have a whole bunch of guys that have shown the ability to do that. So he's still learning the position. He's still getting better, but he has some natural instincts that's going to be suited just fine to play safety for us.
0: Screen poppers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A coach that watched the entire practice, watched the fray of the competition and identifies that dude right there. They're not using him on offense. Hey, hey, coach, let me get him over here. Yeah.
1: And it I want to get him on yeah. the
0: field. I want to get him on the field fast, so I'll put him at Rover because there's no way he's getting any ticket safety this year because Cal's back there. He's not coming off the field. But I need yeah. him on the field, so I'll put him at Rover. Cal, okay. Hamilton, get hurt. Oh, okay. Go back there to field safety because I know you can play that position. And voila, what happens? Magic, the kid takes off. Why? Because a head coach, a defensive coordinator at the time, is watching the fray, is watching competition, and identifying screen poppers and guys that can make plays. Like, forget about scheme and forget about all that other stuff and technique. That dude can make plays, and we can coach him up. Once we get him over here, we can coach him up, but I know he can make a play. He can discard, make the tackle. That's, that's that's what we're talking about, and that's the change immediately that I see from Marcus Freeman and how he's engaging and getting playmakers on the field.
1: That's very special, especially when you talk about the recruiting. It keeps coming back to recruiting. When you get a bunch of athletes, positionless players, mm-hmm. you're afforded the opportunity to do that. What we were stuck at so much for so long was we recruited a guy at safety and if he didn't work out as safety because we got fifteen safeties there and he just didn't get enough reps, we'll just be like, "Well, he's just a safety. That's about it." You know, right? You like, might as well transfer because there's no way we can see you do anything else because we're not going to try that because we got fifteen other people at receiver. We got fifteen other people at. Him. So the benefit of this is that all these guys can play all over the place. And what makes Marcus different is that he's going to taste it. If the difference between salt and sugar. He's gonna sit there and not just look at it and be like it's white. It's just sitting there. He's gonna be like, let me just put my finger in it and see what happens. Yeah. He put uh, Xavier Watts out there, and then he saw that okay, this could go good with this. We can trust it being like this. It's like making a dish. You don't know that the sour cream goes good with the chili. <laughs> you know, you 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 look at it and be like, how is that even possible? It's it's, it's sour cream. It's sitting in the refrigerator. There's right. no way that it goes good with chili. It's just, just—I don't see. I didn't recruit it to do that. I recruited it to put on my potato skin, you know. I recruited it for my tacos, everything but the chili. Right? Yeah. He said, "Man, I ain't got no other condiments. I ain't ran out of hot sauce. God damn, I ran out of cheese. So the only thing I got in my refrigerator is that sour cream. Let me just see what it's like. And that's the difference. Marcus Freeman is gonna see what it's like. He got the eye for talent." He's played that side of the football specifically. And end up saying, you know what? I might even make a dish of that. You know what I'm saying? You know, Marcus Freeman know how to he like the LeBron. LeBron can take some chocolate, some mushrooms, and some onion, and come out with a five-star dish. And that's all Marcus Freeman is doing. He's just, he just created Notre Dame's first five-star meal. And that's what we're looking to see on on, on a Saturday.
0: Yeah. So, question of the day for everybody in the chat. We just played four clips of Marcus Freeman from yesterday, and uh, how impressed are you to this point by your new head coach at Notre Dame? How impressed? I want you to take a step back, take a bird's-eye view, kind of take the emotions out of it from what you've heard and what you've seen. How impressed are you with Marcus The only thing
1: Freeman? left is, is us watching his film from Ohio State. Is he the player that we're convinced that he's the coach like Is he the real ultimate player? I got to see. We should watch and evaluate Marcus Freeman's tape to see if we were recruiting Notre Dame. (laughs) I think if we watch his tape, we can not only see that, but we can see his mentality. We can see how he really wants his defense to look. I think it would just be a beautiful thing. But from an impressive level, I'm definitely impressed. Well, not too much impressed because he's from Dayton. So, you know, I'm expecting this. I'm I'm expecting this from a Dayton guy. Shout out to the 937. He's doing what what Notre Dame's been missing, and a lot of it I'm impressed with is because it feels like he's actually listening to people that are there. You know, a lot of times there'd be problems going on, and you just there'd be a wall between what guys are really wanting and yeah. what we're really doing. Yeah. I think he's done a I'm mean, most impressed with that. It's like breaking down that wall to where. Things that guys are talking about they don't like in the locker room are things that Marcus Freeman is addressing in the press conference and things that he's fixing and things that he's aware of. So being aware of the locker room and being aware of what the guy's energy and vibe is on the team of what they like and don't like, and then actually making those changes and not just being like, I'm a head coach, I do what I want to do, man, it's going to make the the hugest jump in closing the gap between what we had before and what we're looking
0: to build. So our question was, are you impressed with your new head coach, Marcus Freeman? J-Man says, yes. Triple Deck Post says, super impressed. I can already feel the elevation of the program happening. I (laughs) got Carnivorous lunar activity. I'm impressed by his professionalism and his genuine love for players and kids. But it's time to quit quit talking and win. Start with Oklahoma State. Well, I mean,
1: sure, we can't rush the game though. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I mean we can only do so
0: much. Was, I wish the game was tonight. I mean,
1: Shit, I, I I want him to take his time. I don't want it to
0: be that I want it to be right when it's supposed to be. And unfortunately, this is our job to keep talking and give you content. Yeah. Until game day. So I think he's just so excited;
1: he just want to see the wind start flying out. That's all.
0: Yeah, Michael Johnson, Coach Freeman's about to put indie football on another level. Eugene Williams, yo, my thoughts. Everything sounds good, but until we see game time, can't say honestly. Show and prove come January first.
1: Now let's now let's just be fair. Now you know, let's be fair. I think we've been delivered so often with under under undervaluing comments made by our head coach leading up to games that we had such low expectations this is the first time where i'm even hearing the fan base saying yeah i'm ready to see it yeah i'm ready to see it yeah i'm excited to see how we how we perform usually it's like damn okay you know we didn't win that one game where are we at you know are we going to get better next year or where are we at yeah now we got people on the edge of their seats ready to see something different. And a lot of it, too, is because, okay, be happy with the small victories. What we're talking about are small victories that are very, very necessary because it's going to make sense on
0: January 1st. Right.
1: You wouldn't get in the same type of energy and same type of answers and responses in previous games leading up to these big bowl games because it wasn't no news. It wasn't nothing to be excited for. It was just business as usual. We had Tory Hunter on, it was, it, you know, telling us yesterday I was monotonous. He was looking and itching for opportunities to experience competition and and, and getting to real scrimmage comp, uh, ways. So hearing Marcus Freeman go up there and say, yeah, we just put the ball down and let him play, that's going to translate. You know, as a fan hearing that, that's like translating to more points, translating to more turnovers. That's how you should view it as a fan because on January 1st, don't be surprised. I don't want to see nobody tweeting Oh, you know this is I would have never thought we would be this good duh. no no, no no, treat it for what it is, you know, take advantage of the good stuff we're getting now, and then when we hit January first, then we let all it out, let all of it out.
0: It's like, yo, you start talking about Thanksgiving dinner, you know, and going to grandma's house in like October, like you started tasting it. You start smelling it and you start talking about it before it gets here, And that's what we're doing because we can start feeling and tasting the difference in this program, right? right.
1: That's right. And
0: yes, we know wins are the ultimate thing. Heck, they might walk into the horseshoe and lose. They They might.
1: might. They might. That is how they
0: lose. How are they losing?
1: Are we losing by them driving down with 40 seconds left and kicking the field goal? Or are we losing by them blowing us out by halftime. That's a right. difference. And that's some, a, that's a difference point.
0: right there. You know, we we pointed out uh two days ago, we showed two two four seven sports showed the most talented teams in the NY6 and the college football playoffs. Notre Dame was four.
1: Right where we right where we knew we would be. Absolutely. Because the reason why we don't have no championships was that graphic. Right. 15, 16, 17, five starts So what?
0: The screen poppers, man. That's the difference. And that's what Notre <laughs> Dame has to make up the difference. And it's not yeah. saying Notre Dame has to get to 14-15, but we have to get to six no, or seven.
1: We got to get to we got to get to something. We got to, to get at to at least six or seven. more than five on the field at a time. Absolutely. If we can get to at least five on the field on either side, I don't even care if it's one side or the other. If we just get five more than five on the field at a time, we'll be all right. But 15-6, that shit is
0: ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Irish, Gordian, not. So is Tyler Buckner a chocolate chip cookie then? That's funny. I would say he's an oatmeal raisin cookie, but the league is probably different. <laughs> We're hoping he's a chewy one. Right, not the hard one like Chips Ahoy. That's whack chocolate chip. But it might be stale like Chips Ahoy and Jack Cole. <laughs> Is an oatmeal cookie hey slow down slow see, down see,
1: see, see pan jack cone the
0: oatmeal cookies
1: see this is how we have to break it's a this legit, down.
0: but not amazing
1: this is how we have to break this down Tyler Buckner and, and I feel like it'll come off wrong but I have a great analogy for it though speak on it this is a great analogy don't I don't want anybody in the comments thinking of it any other way Tyler Buckner is our fortune cookie <laughs> Because it has so much potential for what we want inside of that thing mm. because we feel like there's a championship inside that fortune cookie. Are we sure? We don't know yet. But we do know that we every time we crack that thing open, some good's popped out a little bit. You know, we got some splash plays. We got some touchdowns. He done ran the ball hard. We seen some traits. But he might be the fortune cookie that Notre Dame has been needing that quarterback that we don't even know. We've been talking about Dante, we've been talking about Nico, we've been talking about all these recruits, this guy from Texas. Yeah. But maybe our real fortune cookie is Tyler Bugman. So, I think Tyler's more of the fortune cookie. Jack is more of the <laughs> is more of your grandma's cookies. You know the small grandma cookies. The ones that you know they be in the snack cabinet for a long time. But you 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 know, you pass them up all the time for the the chocolate chips, the oatmeal raisins, the 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 the, the snicker doodles, the sugar cookie, you pass them up all the time. But when that snack cabinet gets low and you coming home from after school and mom's not getting home till five o'clock and she done told you to take the meat out. But you hungry right now, them grandma cookies are going to be in there. And they're going to get you through dinner. They're going to get you to dinner. They may, not, they may not tie you over the whole night, but they're going to get you to dinner. And that's what Jackie is. Jackie is them grandma cookies in that cabinet that you keep passing up. Mm. You're like, oh, yo, yeah, you know, we got them. We got some cookies in there, but, you know, we got some chocolate chip, though. But it always comes when you least expect it and you most need it. The grandma cookie is going to tie you over. So Jack is more like the grandma cookie in this situation. We've been waiting all season. We've been eating them sometimes and sometimes not. But they've always been there. But we might crack open that fortune cookie on January 1st and
0: mm-hmm.
1: see we got a bright future ahead, too you know so so many different analogies but that's that's our cookie analogy with those two
0: man you just tapped my mind for a <laughs> second bro because you took me back to my childhood so now basically what you're saying is guys like uh xavier watts right that you watch the phrase find a way to get them on the field the underrated underrated, underrated cookies right that's like the cookies, you know, when you have a dollar as a kid, you would go to the corner <laughs> store. You remember the pink frosted cookies, oh, strawberry yeah. joints? Fire. But then they had the lemon joints too.
1: Oh, yeah. you get oh, them yeah. for like
0: two cents a piece. Just two cents a piece. Man, set it off. Give me like 25 of those.
1: Yeah, straight up.
0: 25 straight of the strawberry, <laughs> plastic true. bag. No LL, they're not trying to get them crushed by builders or nothing like that. I'm just saying <laughs> they under they're underrated. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's why
1: I'm telling you, Jack is like that nihilator that's in the car. That you just, you know, you you busy, you on the way to a meeting, you like, damn, I I ain't eat before I left. And then you see them nihilators in that cup holder. Right. You know, just it's just it's only three, you know, and they, you know, you was already eating them previously, you know, forgot. But you done not see them three nine later? right? That's gonna get you to that meeting, man. You ain't gonna, you know, you gonna be, you
0: gonna be all right. So basically, <laughs> what we're saying is, man, it's a lot of cookies going on in the Notre <laughs> Dame program right now. <laughs> Depending upon what you want to see, so guys like uh, Dante Moore in two thousand twenty three, what kind of cookie is that?
1: That's that all American chocolate chip. That's
0: okay, I, okay, if that what, is that is identified as the all american cookie.
1: That's the one that everybody wants. That's the one that everybody thinks is 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 what Santa's favorite is.
0: Right.
1: You know, everybody's like, "Oh, yeah." I'm like, you know, and then you got a guy like Drew Pine that's a chocolate chip but the only difference is he's gluten-free. So you know you 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 may be a fan favorite, but it's only to a certain crowd. You know it, it, yeah, it's sure. It's Got not, you. it's not coming through all the way, but you're right there. You, you, you could be mistaken for a, a real chocolate chip. That they both on the table. You know what I mean? But one's gluten free, and you can know the difference instantly.
0: Uh, look, Carnivorous lunar activity said this: national championship aside, Freeman has big shoes to fill. Does he? No. I mean, like, like people forget if you're a good coach, this is a problem. Sooner or later, all this talk, all this energy, he has to prove that he's a good coach. Yeah, everybody. And has. if he's a good coach, he's going to win 10 games at Notre Dame. Like, that's not big shoes to fill. Any good coach can come in here and win 10 games.
1: Good coach. We're not right. talking about phenomenal Nick Saban right. level.
0: we just good talking coach. about a
1: good coach.
0: Any good coach can come in to Notre Dame. Because and, win some,
1: and, and, and be win better than games. beyond
0: average. He he would have had big shoes to fill if he was coming behind a national championship. Ryan Day had big shoes to fill. Yeah. Ryan Day had huge shoes to fill. Huge. Lincoln Riley had big shoes to fill at Oklahoma, coming yeah. behind schools Why? Because it was a national championship right there hanging.
1: And he may not have won a national championship, but he did get them Heismans going. Yeah. So it's damn near just as good from a credibility standpoint. Oh,
0: as far as if, you, if you're just looking for him to come in and just win, that's not Big Shoes. Not to me. That's yeah, not Big Shoes. Yeah, we talking shoe. about
1: winning because we expecting championships at Notre Dame
0: now. Whoever comes in after – if Dabo happens to take over after Nick Saban retires, that's Big Shoes to fill. That's
1: still Big Shoes. Yeah, I am about to say, it's still Big Shoes because Nick
0: Saban – And Dabo has titles.
1: And Dabo got
0: titles. But so that's Big Shoes. Big Shoes. Is somebody that took the program to the pinnacle.
1: Yeah. Marcus Freeman just getting them things buffed up.
0: <laughs> I mean, he has he the just, proof that he can he coach.
1: getting the things spit, shine. Just He has the know.
0: proof that he can coach. Big shoes to fill. I mean, he just has to be a good coach. And we'll find out if he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the perfect opportunity for we don't really know, and that's a good thing. We, it's not like he's got a bad history where we're like, why we hire this guy? He's been fired from every place on the planet. You know, that's a different conversation. So we yeah. don't have no bad taste in our mouth about Marcus Freeman. Do we have a good taste? I mean, we've seen some good things, you know. We've seen some good things, but this is the place where you want to be.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Where
1: ain't nobody can say that too bad other than all right well you just gotta do it i like that i like that you know so he's really at the freshest start now what i'm concerned about is can we let it develop or are we so focused on if he don't win by 50 points against ohio state he's on the hot seat see we don't we don't need stuff like that
0: right so i see a comment i don't want to bring it up but i'll just mention it because this person has been I've brought him up a couple of times um I don't want to be the team next year that goes into the horseshoe and loses by one point and feels good about it.
1: Um, Listen, I'll tell you I feel a lot worse if it was losing by 50. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because, one, you know, losing to Ohio State is not like losing to a, a community college, you know, number one.
0: People are acting like – Acting like yo, that's a guaranteed dub. That should be, yeah. This
1: is not a we're excited like it's a guaranteed dub, but let's be really realistic. This ain't no walk in the park, especially at the horseshoe. Come on, I don't remember the last time other than Baker who beat and Oregon who beat them
0: at their place.
1: So, this ain't no hey
0: man. I feel man, I'm glad we're catching them early. I'm glad. I'd rather walk into no. one like Oregon did early in the season and talk yeah. because if Oregon had played them again in the Oregon. middle of the season, the game would have been totally different.
1: That's, totally. Different. We're catching Ohio State at the perfect time. They don't really know what to prepare for under Marcus as the head coach. We're in the earliest part of the season. You know, we getting all the hype. You know, ain't no team got a got a chance against a Marcus Freeman team.
2: No. So
1: we getting we hitting them with full force. You know what I mean? This is the perfect, perfect setting for us to go in there and shock the world. Cause we're gonna be down some points. We're gonna be the underdog. You're talking about changing your season overnight. We will be on national TV every week. We beat Ohio State first game. Marcus Freeman be up for coach of the year after the first game. I mean facts. The, the potential of the success after the game is is incredible. Yeah. If we lose and it's really close, it's still incredible, in my opinion. But if we get blown out, I promise you they'll start talking about he's on the hot seat.
0: (laughs) Immediately. Immediately. (laughs) Immediately. We got a super chat. Triple day. Thank you for the super chat. Freeman is doing what he said he would do. He is enhancing what the program can do. From the media to recruiting coordinators on both sides of the ball, he brings an energy that spreads like wildfire. (laughs) Don't take our word. Yeah, the players are saying it. Yeah, yeah. The players are telling you the immediate reaction and impact of Marcus Freeman is yo, we got we actually actually get something out of practice. The players are saying this. Like, we actually feel like we got something out of practice. We actually broke a sweat today. Really, what were y'all doing in practice
1: After after 12 years? But for that to even be the hottest in the new news, it just shows you what we was lacking previous, uh, previous what do you call it, administration? <laughs> the yeah. previous group. So in my opinion, celebrate these small victories, guys, because these are what's going to be played back in the documentaries of our great season on where it started Facts. and how it got put together and nobody thought we could do it. This is the time where you can start thinking they can do it. it is right now. Yeah. Don't be on the other side of history and that's the wrong side when we doing the things that we're talking about doing right now.
0: I got J Man. Bodega cookies are the best bang for the buck. Hey, bodegas have man, that chopped cheese, the uh chopped cheese.
1: The chopped cheeses man. Chopped
0: cheese is in the bodegas. You gotta
1: get the the pancake French toast uh bacon, egg and cheese.
0: Okay. I've never had the Bodega cookies. I've had the chopped cheese. I had the
1: chopped cheese. I had the bacon, egg, and cheese. All that.
0: All that. Word. They got the breakfast joints too.
1: <laughs> you find bacon, egg, and cheese on any corner store in New York. Okay, that's the that's the that's the, <laughs> that's the national food.
0: That's the national.
1: Bacon, egg, and cheese go anywhere.
0: With Our a girl, bad... BB, oh, yeah, he says, you. "Hold up, now, ladies, is fired." I'm a. I was a. I'm a. I'm a mix. If I go now, latest, I'm a mystery, mystery mix, mystery mix or apple. Or but I think it.
1: Two? But a. But now, latest, though, you wouldn't pick now, over the standard candies. You wouldn't go now, over a Skittles. You wouldn't go now, over a gummy bears. Or that's a hard. That's
0: hard. If you're talking to like twelve year old Sean. He's taking the now later.
1: We talking about right now. What are you talking Sean? about right now. Commercialized Sean Now. Because the I thing is, now ladies don't, don't even listen
0: feeling. See, here in Chicago, the public is allowed into the wholesale spots right on 63rd. Yeah. So I've known to go get the pink cookies. I just go get them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm known to go get the Nile in the big pack.
1: Okay, okay. So, See, you know,
0: now-laters are still held in high regard in my life. Still they're, held in high regard. They're
1: definitely high you know, regard.
0: You know? Definitely high regard. But I'm just saying that
1: they're very, very good once you find them and get to them. But <laughs> your first mind isn't thinking, let me go grab some Nile from the stove. Your first, you usually get Nile because you pass in the... Passing it up on the way to the register. Yeah. And you like, damn, y'all got now, ladies. Oh, let me grab something. I ain't seen them in a while. <laughs> I do they not good. I just ain't seen them in a no while. That's all.
0: Man, so we promised you guys, based on your comments over the last two shows, you wanted us to talk about a very specific athlete in the 2023 recruiting class. Quarterback from Dent, Texas, uh goes to the same high school as 2023 defensive back target Peyton Bowen. So Malik Jackson-Arnold, let's go ahead and rewind this tape a little bit. Just talk about him a little bit, and I know you're going to be doing a cutting room floor on this kid coming up.
1: So just – I know there's been a fan favorite, and, you know, I always have an opinion on the quarterbacks that come out of Texas because you see a lot of this. You see a lot of guys standing around, be one guy running the route. He's not really taking a drop. Now, what you can appreciate is that he does have some accuracy. He does make some screen-popping plays. He is playing against competition in high school. So from an athlete talent level, you can see he has some traits that you will find in some of your top five stars, four stars today. I mean, as you see, he's dropping it over the top of the shoulder. He's leading guys down the field. The issues I have are things like this where you're standing in the pocket, you're not getting a good drop, against good defenses that's showing you looks. Now, you have a great offensive line right here. So the, the ability for you to just sit back there and not really take a drop, and then if something comes, you're just running around. That's fine and good that you can make some plays, but what's really an evaluating point for quarterbacks, especially when you're looking at stuff like this is, you want to see the intermediate and short stuff as well because at the end of the day the amount of go balls that you see on a highlight tape compared to what you're getting on a on a saturday evening at notre dame stadium is, is very far in between so highlight tapes i'm particularly looking for more slants i'm looking for more over the middle i'm looking for more conceptual stuff outside of you just playing backyard football and throwing it 60 yards down the field so he has some good traits about him. He's got a strong arm. Obviously, he can run the football with a, some creativity. I think that's a different trait than just running the football. You know, some guys just running because they fast or running because they see an opening. Yeah. He runs some with some creativity, which gives me an impression he can make some plays in the pocket. But it's still very, very uh, raw footage to be evaluating, thinking he can save our program or put us in position to win a championship because he's missing a lot of what you're gonna see on a more consistent basis. You know, you're gonna see more of a play action. You're gonna see some different things on the film from a passing perspective. So, you know, even the arm being slow and long motion, that doesn't even mean anything. If you don't know where to go with the football, yeah, your is going to look slow because you throwing it to the other team. So is the decision-making good? You can't really tell on film because he's throwing a bunch of open, down-the-field stuff. So I think he's got some good talent, and it's and it's more of the style of talent that we're, we should be looking for. I think if we showed Jack Cone's highlight film from high school compared to this kid, we would take this kid over him. But that's kind of the trend where we want to go. We want more highlights like that.
0: Yeah, and I got to ask my guy, let me get up to it. I got J-Man. Uh, he gave us some advice. He said, "Go only go to the Bronx for real chopped cheese.
1: Now, yeah, that's what they say. But that's why I had to go. That's you what had they go said the Bronx. all the time.
0: I think I was in the Bronx as well. I was at a spot close to, I think it was near Yankee Stadium. I think that's why I got it. Uh, going up there for a game, but I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Some of the best food. It's a diverse city for food, New York. It's oh a yeah, a lot, a lot of things you can get into from a cuisine standpoint. I enjoy the block. I enjoy Brooklyn. Yeah, i go I went to this spot called Ruthie's in Brooklyn, cook to order soul food.
1: Is it the one that's close to the uh
0: no, it's right to now, the spot. It's, it's like two blocks from uh junior's cheesecake? Mm, but it's yeah. like a little it's like a little shack.
1: And you said made to order.
0: Made to order soul food, dude. Like if you order something, it's gonna take about 30 to 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's usually how the soul food spots be though.
0: Man, five. Most of the time
1: it'd be <laughs> most of the time it'd be one person cooking, six people standing back there, not helping. <laughs> That's usually why the food takes so long. So that's how you know the food will be good. Yeah.
2: And
0: the the Bronx and Brooklyn might have something to say about the chopped cheese, too. I mean, not Brooklyn, but Harlem. Harlem is what I've heard. Yeah.
1: The BX. Shout out to the BX, man.
0: Let's see. I want to get my girl DBZ's comment up in here because I agree with her. Uh, Now that I go back, I would like to. Answer your question in full, bro. Because what she said... I don't see it, man. Oh, here it is, D-B-Z. I got you. She said, I will take penny candy over everything. I agree. And my number one candy is strawberry chews. Pure. Really? Strawberry chews. I'm you taking talking about strawberry...
1: the ones you find in your grandma's house?
0: I'm taking strawberry chews over... Everything
1: that's Everything. the one where the actual package looked like a strawberry, right?
0: Dude, give me <laughs> 100 for a $1. dollar, give me 100 strawberry chews, and I am good. Forget Skittles, forget any candy bar, it's a wrap, it's no <laughs> Sour Patch Kids, none of that.
1: See, I do that with the uh, the fruities. The fruities are fire. I eat, I would eat a whole. Thousand of them. You, you, if somebody give me a Christmas box full of Fruities,
0: yeah,
1: I'm popping them like like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like like breathing air because they just every time all the flavors. So you give me some some Tootsie Roll Fruities.
0: Yeah,
1: that's the same thing about those strawberry chews. I feel that. Now underrated candy that people forget about the hard candy. Right, is the is the creams the hard the, the cream ones. The strawberry creams.
0: See, Anthony really? Solomon knows what I'm talking about. There they go.
1: Speech, brother. <laughs> it's
0: the gold of candy, bro. That's the gold.
1: Definitely a throwback.
0: That's what P.S. said. It's definitely a throwback. So, so moving forward, based upon the early film, where would you put Jackson Arnold? Because you have Arch Manning, yeah, Dante Moore. You had Nico Leva out there in California. Do you see him falling in like number four, five, six, based upon what you've seen early on?
1: Yeah, Texas quarterback is always going to be in that top five or six due to the film being what it is.
0: Not only are most Texas
1: quarterbacks physically the size that they get a lot of their credit to, mm-hmm. but they, they, they look the part. And then they, like I said, they're going to give you a lot of highlights that you will see uh, on YouTube that you will want to see. You know, you want to see the big arm. You want to see yeah. the flashies plays, the long runs. But most Texas quarterbacks built like that aren't uh, – it's like golfing. You got a lot of guys that can drive it. But do you have a lot of guys that can play the mid-game or putt? Not really. All right. So when you're watching a lot of these highlight tapes, just know you're going to see a lot of guys at the driving range. Yeah. <laughs> All they players are gonna be big bombs and running around and all the stuff you we love about Patrick Mahomes today. I think that's where the game has gotten away from. Not that it can't have his creativity and development, but shit, you do all of that and go four for sixteen or or nine for twenty in a game, you probably lose it. You know, you probably lose it. And then to go seventeen weeks like that, you're not a good quarterback. So it'll be really nice to see um, guys be able to put some more variety on their film. So it's really hard right now to see that he'll be the next whatever. But I know that he has some of the traits that a lot of the playmakers have today.
0: Let's get it, bro. (laughs) Pettico. Pettico. pettiest story of the day before we get to our own personal beat that we teased early in the show i want to go to the one they call ho iceberg slim jigger jay-z in a clubhouse celebrating 20 years in the industry for one alicia keys celebrating her independence she's no longer under her deal which is crazy because I think her deal was like an eight-album deal. Like, who signs that? Eight albums? Man. Desperate. But she's an independent artist. He's a free agent. And uh, in the conversation, Versus came up, a platform that a lot of people in a lot of different genres have used to battle and to really promote, get back on the radar, get more streaming for their music and uh Jay-Z was part of this clubhouse and he was asked about a possible verses. and Jay let it be known like man ain't nobody out there that could ever come to me in the versus bro at that and it, it's funny because when he said it I was like Jay yo you're being mad petty right now you could have taken the politically correct avenue but he was just like no nah. what I got freestyles that I have never <laughs> performed that no nah.
1: Jay-Z got that Michael Jordan complex. Every time, you know, somebody talking about somebody being better, you want to drop the last dance. You wanna you wanna you wanna talk about this and that? It's like we appreciate your greatness. Bro. But saying nobody can compete, I think Lil Wayne can compete.
0: You're, you're out of your mind.
1: I think you're, Kanye you're can out, compete.
0: You're out of your How? Damn mind. You're out of your mind if you think Lil Wayne can compete with Jay Z in a versus. You're out of it. That shows the disrespect. See, it's that's not the disrespect. issue. But yeah, it's the issue. It's not oh, disrespect. Yeah, yeah. This, this, dude, this is the issue. He can pull seven tracks from Reasonable Doubt, which is his first album that will bang on <laughs> uh, 90% of these dudes. He can take his first album and bang, dude. Volume, what are we He's judging watching is probably volume one streets is watching is probably his most underrated project wait a no minute
1: what do we value are we evaluating the win from the crowd's perspective like we're getting the crowd up or are we talking about critically acclaimed people wrote about it articles about it like how are we judging the competition
0: once again i don't care what criteria you want to put on it reasonable doubt can do whatever to the crowd that needs to be done. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and this is the thing. This is the thing. We haven't even, because, look, Wayne has mixtape stuff. Now I'm not dissing Wayne. By no means am I dissing Wayne. Wayne has mixtape stuff. Wayne has, Carter 1 is, well, Carter one is when Wayne was in his bag. Carter two might be peak Wayne. Peak Wayne? Peak Wayne is like Carter two. That's peak Wayne. Carter three? Uh, Bro, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? And wait a minute, because versus is just not, versus is not about just your stuff. We're talking about features too. Oh, wait. features are. Oh, We're talking wait. about features. Like wait. Jay has, Jay has Biggie stuff. He has his verse on uh, with Missy on her remix, legendary. Are you kidding me? I
1: are know, you I kidding? Got some legendary, no, legendary features for two though.
0: Like, look, our boy. Right. Let's get to it. Jay-Z, 25,
1: Wayne, 8. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's crazy. Wayne got way more than 8, True. but we, you know. Like, he Life and Times, Volume 1.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's, it's so underrated.
1: It's so underrated. Jay-Z's definitely, you know, undisputed top three. Maybe top two, not two. I don't know. But he could be competed with in these verses. He made it you know, seem like it's impossible.
0: Yeah, you know, I said he was being petty. That's why I put him on a petty train. He was yeah. being petty.
1: But he tried to make it known, though. He said, "Ain't nobody rocking with me." Well, when
0: you take a step back and really think about it, it's like it might be a it might be a few cats that can keep it close.
1: Keep it close.
0: Yeah, but
1: split decisions. It might be yeah. a couple of split decisions.
0: It might be some split decisions. But at the end of the day. Nah, (laughs) nah, nah. I agree with you, DBeezy. I agree with you. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't have to be as blunt with the truth. He didn't have to be as blunt as he was, but he was telling the truth. (laughs) Like you might not have liked the way he. I had somebody tell me that Tupac. I dude. I just. I said Tupac. Tupac
1: don't got enough music to be competing yet.
0: Not enough hits. Yeah.
1: He don't got enough hits. He don't got enough hits. He got, he do yeah, yeah, yeah. He got hits, but it, Jay-Z got more hits than he does. And more music in general, I mean, shit.
0: Man. So, man, I just thought that was petty. And then we can get to the real petty story of the day. Malik and I suffered the same uh, atrocity this week, literally.
1: It's, it's really egregious atrocity. Like, agre- like it's really egregious.
0: So Monday night <laughs> I put in an order, a DoorDash, and my laziness probably caused this because I could have picked it up. I literally, but I decided yeah, to everybody
1: dash. that's everybody has that option though. That's why it's like you can't even you can't even you can't even put no onus on yourself on that part for that. Because that's right. not that ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah. You're not wanting to get it is the point. You employing people. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I take it personal because it's like, you know, you don't know what that person that ordered that food is going through. You know, I ain't yeah. eat all day. You know Man. what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm looking forward to it because I didn't put the time in, I done scrolled, I done paid, and I'm watching the track. I'm watching you. I'm watching you pick it up from the store. Yeah. Drive through traffic.
0: Right.
1: I I see you. I see you working hard, brother. I see the 45 minutes I gotta wait right put myself through for an egregious atrocity for you to show up yeah take a picture of a blank screen it wasn't even nothing on the screen it was a bl- it was pitch black right and then say your order was dropped off see that was just the- egregious because Man. the problem is that you sat in that car knowing you was going to do that
0: so so let me get to my story that you give yours right baby girl hits <laughs> me up daddy you know she's home from school Daddy, you know, can you order something for me and, and me and my girls? Yeah. All right, cool. They got this 30 pack. This 30 pack for two. 30 wings. Fries, we do go in. Both drinks. You know, something like that. Cool. Order it. Oh, do yeah. it. And uh, I'm looking at the pro- – they're like, man, your Dasher is waiting for your order. So I'm looking at – I'm like, wait a minute. She's in Chicago Heights now. So coming from the restaurant, you have to go buy my house to get <laughs> to Chicago Heights. This is Mary. Like if you're out there, I'm putting you on blast. Mary from Chicago Heights. <laughs> I'm like, yo, why is she just sitting, sitting at Chicago in Chicago Heights? Like you're just, just sitting me. there. So I send a message first, like, man, I think you're going the wrong way. Like you're past my house. And yeah, you feel, can wow, text him, Cause you can I, text and call them. Right, and call them. No response. It, yeah, no response at all. <laughs> so then, at this point, it's almost like an hour. Yeah. So You're I hit a up DoorDash, about your food, and Doordash is like, sometimes you know, we give you know dashes multiple orders.
1: Cause I know you done not text the little service like help, right. the little help service. I know I'm,
0: I'm flat out like, yeah, that's cool, but it makes no sense for her to go by my house, <laughs> drop off an order. <laughs> Like, I'm watching to my house. like no i'm not falling for that so then the door dash is like okay let us you know get try to contact the dasher. she's non-responsive no kidding but let me try again non-responsive so then they're like well we can give you credits or you can get a full refund i'm like is, it,
1: it, feels, refund. it don't feel this it, that it doesn't nobody. feel like
0: retribution it doesn't right. feel like retribution so I did a good job of letting my anger in a respectful manner be felt. And um she was like, well, along with a full refund, we're gonna give you $20 worth of credits.
1: Yeah, they they try to they try to, it just doesn't, nothing you do in that situation yeah. makes anybody feel better because you know you got the raw end of the stick.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I was heated. And I was so man! When I tell you I was heated and I needed to be calmed down. So I took the credits. I took the $20 credit.
1: Yeah, I'm like, give me that.
0: It give pretty me that. much my my And then ordered again and decided to pick it up so I didn't have to pay the fee and all of that You're stuff. saving
1: some money. So you know. well, they
0: basically gave me 50% off for the same order. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. But it's, I still felt like I was taking advantage of.
1: 100% and that's and all it just, is.
0: It's it's mad petty because you're sitting there and they leave the order open because they're waiting for you to call DoorDash. So DoorDash can just close it. Right? And I made sure I it's told the scam. agent, I told the agent, I said no, no, no. She's not about to get away scot free cuz yeah, No, 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 no. If DoorDash closes it, I can't leave feedback.
1: You can't leave feedback. Can't
0: yeah. So I literally told the agent what I wanted the feedback to be. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Type this in. And that agent typed it in for me. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's <sighs> not getting off scot free. Leaders' feedback.
1: Because the feedback
0: matters. And I needed to say she's a thief. <laughs> yes. I needed to say she's a thief with the exclamation mark at the end that's what i need mean.
1: that's right that's right
0: the end that's the all real I mean.
1: hamburger
0: right so everybody can see if they go to her ratings they can see Sean davis zero stars thief.
1: <laughs> facts and and, and and you want to put a big exclamation point next to it cuz it's not it, it can't Nothing, like you have to be a low down person. Yeah. To steal a man door dash? Man. Think about how history would have been re- rewritten if somebody stole Jesus's door dash for the last supper. What? <laughs> That's how grimy the story would have. Think about the guy that had to sit there and take somebody Ooh. last meal like that. That could have been my last meal. You don't know what could have happened. And now you sitting at home feeding your family, man, on somebody else's palate. It ain't you. Wasn't thinking about no chicken alfredo, man. And you got no nah, man. See, that's messed up. See, we don't see Daniel from DoorDash. We got put him, on blast. Daniel, put him on blast. The, Daniel, the degenerate that a that that pick up your food and drive all the way. I'm watching you. Cause I'm I'm like i because I'm watching the game. I'm like the quarters are ticking down. Yeah. That's like my timer in my own head. Or my internal yeah. clock as a yeah. quarterback. Uh-huh. I'm watching the quarters on the game. Like, okay, he should Daniel should be here. Yeah. You know, we on a first name basis. You handling my food, Daniel. So right. I'm expecting that timely service. Because you know, I'm you know that's how we do it. Daniel done picked up the food, he done got right in front of the door. Now, I you know. I'll give the respect to the man, let the man put the food. I ain't going to surprise him and be too thirsty and, and pop out. And, and, you know, he placing it. I'll pop out and scare him. And so, you know, I'm gonna, right. so I'll I, I give him the respect to put it down and, and drive off. I'm looking at the map. Daniel's sitting there for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead, get out the car, Daniel. Like, we, you know, do your job. Man didn't get out the car. He done sent me a picture. of a blank screen, talking about it being dropped off. Done bamboozled your boy.
0: (laughs) I go outside. So he went through the process of the
1: picture. And the man went through the whole process. Drove to the house. (laughs) So I'm thinking the food gone ready. Food wasn't there. I'm calling Daniel. I'm getting that red button. I'm calling Daniel. I'm getting that red. I'm texting Daniel. Getting No reply. So I'm in between texting Daniel and talking to the food people agent. Like, there's a discrepancy. Right. Because somehow, your Dasher, the guy you employ, is out here thieving on people's pallets. And I know you had to be low down and grimy, because just imagine, you sitting in the car silent. I know it's a silent car ride, because I'm calling. I know you got the aux plugged, you then can't, you can't listen to no music while you driving away with my food. So I know right. it's a silent car rider you denying my calls.
0: right
1: right so what's going through your head you got a silent car ride with another man food in your car no he's, so eating, the he's, eat,
0: even, oh, he's car, eating the food as he's driving
1: he and probably eating. the food as he's driving
0: because
1: he had to have, he had to have looked at it before he got out the car and was like wait a minute this might have to stay on here and the man then took so i'm texting George. i said i want credits i want my money back and i want him fired because you know what i mean because You have to be you went
0: went to the fire. I don't
1: call for a man's job. You know, that's not that's not my I call for Daniel's job. Right. You're gonna have to get, you know, DoorDash might have to be something that you put on the resume as the ladder. Because ain't no way in the world you should keep your job stealing the man food like that. That's messed up. That's why I said stealing the man DoorDash is above snitching. And right outside a homicide—that's so, where that lays for me. You can't be stealing no man food like that.
0: Bro, yeah, I said it best. Credit don't matter when you got the taste for some chicken, bro.
1: Yeah, like, like you, like you really don't get retribution fully because you're still hungry. You hangry because you're hungry and you mad, and you still don't have the food that you're looking for. So you you getting credits? That's that's not even real money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: T said, "Why are you using DoorDash? Because I was lazy. <laughs> yeah. I just got home from of work.
1: Yeah, it make you feel. Dude, like I didn't you feel like feel going crazy. back
0: out. Like, dude, we. I had a lazy moment. Eventually, I had to go pick it up anyway. But it's like, hey, you can look at it as putting small business. I'm looking. At, I could be helping somebody that's trying to make some money. Yeah, that, you put that me out of business.
1: Job. You know, you put me out of business. You know, I." Man, just the the disrespect. So, man, don't don't be out here stealing no no damn DoorDash, man. That's there's a lot of things you know that's acceptable, but that not that, not that.
0: Yeah, Eugene said you got bamboozled and hoodwinked, bro. And hoodwinked. And but what's hood worse? Wing. What's worse? I'm interested. The 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 process that what's your what's your DoorDash's name?
1: Daniel, Daniel the D.
0: Daniel. Mary, who was worse, Mary or Daniel? Like Mary just <laughs> Put out in the never showed up. <laughs> Mary just drove drove straight home. She just drove straight to the crib and didn't pick up the phone or anything. And Daniel went through the whole process and driving to the crib, taking a picture. Fake picture. Completing whole the order. Fake
1: picture. <laughs> I'm looking at the picture like, ain't even no food on the picture. How you had the courage to send the picture without the food on the picture? He could at least put the food down
0: and took a picture of the food.
1: Man, that sent me the back of his arm or something, you know, something <laughs> could he recognize? It's crazy. <laughs> hey, Doordash, you got to uh, do better background checks, man. Y'all are hiring people out
0: of jail or something. Cause Ain't, no,
1: ain't yeah. no degenerate doing that, man. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm interested, dude. No, if it, DBZ, it was Mary. Mary from Chicago Heights. She, dude
1: daniel the deviant man i'll never forget man daniel out of wherever you stay daniel nolan
0: be cool man i'm not single-handedly putting the small food industry under (laughs) yo i did it one time and i went and picked the food up and i'm from chicago so i constantly support south side small businesses that's right constantly i do it weekly all the time
1: man but hey Make sure you uh make sure you guys make sure you guys respect your DoorDash guys, man. <laughs> whenever you let another man count your pockets or your food, you're always going to end up short. That's my lesson of the day.
0: You know, John A1 said Uber Eats got
1: him too. Yeah, what's up with that, man? This 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 whole robbery oh. of your food, man. is this it's, it's a different time and space in this world, man.
0: Man. Yeah, yeah, that I, I was a lazy moment for me because literally, if baby girl had called me on the way to the crib, you would have got gotten it. I would have gotten it because I drove right by. But just like, just like, man, and drove right
1: by you, man.
0: Yeah, waited <laughs> until I got to the crib and was like, yo, man, lazy moment. He said, "DoorDash is a dice roll, big risk, cold food, stolen food. is Armageddon out there, I, man.
1: It was Armageddon. It's like the purge. Like people really, <laughs> people really on their last legs. If you're still in a man, DoorDash, man, man, you're messed
0: up." <laughs> it's it's some news on the way out the door. Uh, Notre Dame, Kyrie G, did transfer. Um, saw someone mention it. Uh, they asked why we transfer. He saw the writing on the wall. He dead, saw, the, saw the defensive back class coming in. Right? And he Doing saw the Robinson and Xavier Watts probably starting next year. So he, he saw the writing on the wall. And you know, where you that fit in, man. Yeah, he said, I want to go somewhere where I can play and get an opportunity. That's what's up. Sebo Flemingster will not be uh, part of the roster for the Fiesta Bowl. Him and said that as well and look for him possibly to uh be another one of those guys that transfers because you know that running back room is thick i think you're on silent bro
1: Ooh, so you gotta cut the fat man trim the fat we're gonna be all right
0: absolutely so subscribe share like especially hit that like button hit that like button if you watched this today, hit that like button. We should have like 100-something likes on this show. And we're going to keep it going. Uh, big news. Man, I have some personal news that I'm going to be able to share. I think Monday. There we go. I think Monday I'll be able to share it. Monday. Big news. And then uh, it's going to impact our podcast greatly. And uh, look forward to it. Don't forget tomorrow. We have the ticket giveaway for the Fiesta Bowl. Go to anorahwhiskey.com. Support Anora Whiskey, uh, the premium American whiskey, at anorahwhiskey.com. Get that done today. Tag us in your purchase on Instagram or on Twitter. It's either at Lucky Lefty Pod or either one of our social media pages. Uh, Any uh, last words, bro?
1: Make sure you always check your order all (laughs) the way through.
0: So, man, Christmas Eve, our Christmas Eve show, we'll have a special show. We want you guys to tell us what you want under your Christmas tree when it comes to the Notre Dame program. What would you like under the Christmas tree concerning Notre Dame and the football program moving forward from the Fiesta Bowl into 2022? Be ready for that discussion tomorrow. We'll get it done we'll talk some more about the matchup between Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. Getting close. Man, getting close. It's getting close. close. It's getting getting close. close. Everybody's getting fidgety. It's getting close. Can't wait. January 1st. I can't wait to see that team run on the field behind Marcus Freeman. That's right. That's right. I I, I venture to say he's going to run a little faster than than the previous coach. I
1: hope so. He's going to be leading the charge for real, not from
0: behind, but from the front thank right, thanks for everybody that chimed in checked in subscribe share like let everybody know we spin it different right here on the lucky lefty podcast from my guy the original lucky lefty himself Malik i sean davis we'll see you guys tomorrow for our last show before christmas right here on the lucky lefty podcast